gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe here in this great hall of justice. Superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the Hall of Justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. So what uh what is this place anyway? Is this some type of fancy DMV? Are you kidding? It's the Hall of Justice. Seth Everett is the best there is at what he does, bub. And what he does is the Hall of Justice podcast. Go, go, go with a smile. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hall of Justice. This is the first episode of 2023. I guess we can say Happy New Year. Uh, we didn't do an episode over the Christmas break, and we if we finished very strong. Uh, Jeff Johns, I, I wanted to let that be out there as the latest podcast for a couple of weeks. Uh, Jeff Johns, of course, the uh, the architect behind uh, a lot of the DC movies that we've seen recently. He also uh, helped create Stargirl and The Flash and and uh, all the different shows. And uh, he did agree. We spoke after the podcast. Uh, we're going to set up in February a podcast about the late, great Richard Donner. Uh, who Jeff Johns worked for. He's going to get a bunch of the people who uh, Richard Donner worked on, and it's going to be beyond just the Superman talk. It's going to be a lot about uh, Richard Donner's legacy. Meanwhile, there's a whole lot going on in the superhero genre. Uh, there's a ton going on with Warner Brothers and uh, HBO Max, the app, and, uh, and Marvel there has so many things happening right now. Star Wars is all over the place. There's so much to do, and uh, basically, I needed somebody to hang with me and uh, kind of make sense of it all as we preview what's coming up in 2023. He is a noted comedian. He is part of one of the funniest podcasts around called The Ralph Report, uh, and he's become my friend, uh, the great Eddie Pence. Eddie, thanks so much for coming back to the show. You know, Usually, we review something specific. Now we get yeah, to usually. Like, we're the potpourri. This is a this is a lot more free form. <laughs> well, first of all, happy new year. So there you oh, get that. Nice. Say that. Get that out of the way. Uh, thanks for having me back. Yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, how are things with, thanks with are, you? Things are a blast. Yeah, it's just looking forward to twenty twenty three. That's all. <laughs> so um, much to look forward to. You know, it was funny with with uh, with with the guests that we had uh, booked. We never really got to address a lot uh, that had been going on uh, with DC. And yeah. I know you and I are big DC fans. Yes. Uh, first of all, there was the announcement that Henry Cavill was back. And then ever was... so briefly, <laughs> ever so there was briefly, another announcement. And like, we hadn't even done a podcast on that. And then all of a sudden <laughs> he was out. Um, that was wild. And then I wanted to do another episode on, on, uh, Wonder Woman three getting canceled. Yeah. That was, that was bonkers. Um, you know, I think I've told you, uh, there were some people that I had been talking to at Syracuse university that may be getting access to a cut of Batgirl. Yes. Uh, You did mention that to me. I want to see that. That's, that's my 2023 goal. Uh, but you know the, the the flip side. You know, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four sucked, and we know that so bad, but so bad. 
<laughs> but there's there there's there's something else. I mean, Gal Gadot was was brilliant as Wonder Woman. Great Wonder Woman. I really like her as Wonder Woman. I that that's my saddest part of Wonder Woman three being canceled is we don't get any more Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman because I think she's probably done the way the 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 way DC seems to be going under uh, uh, James Gunn now. It seems like she might be out. Yeah, James Gunn and Peter Safran are leading the film and TV division uh, of DC movies uh, or DC properties, film, TV, also animation. Uh, That's basically uh, the the plan. And look, I like things that James Gunn has done. I thought Guardians of the Galaxy was great. I thought Peacemaker was great. I didn't love Suicide Squad. Same here. Same here. I did not love Suicide Squad, but I did like on the flip side, I did love Peacemaker. I thought that was great. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do. I know they've tried this before. DC tried this before with uh, with Justice League when they brought in a, a veteran of the Marvel Universe to sort of try to take the, the reins when uh, Snyder dropped out of uh, Justice League. And that didn't work out very well. So um, I don't know. I Hopefully it can. Um, it's going to be strange to see because Kevin Feige, I think, sort of pulled James Gunn in a little bit, railed him in a little bit. And I think that's what made Guardians such a great film or a great film series. That'll be interesting. Because if we're talking about 2023, yeah, there's a bunch of movies that were still made and haven't been gassed yet. I yeah. mean, you know, this this Shazam 2 electric boogaloo. Um, <laughs> what's, what, what's the real name? What's uh, the... Fist of Fury or <laughs> something. <laughs> something Fury. Family Fury, Fury of time. the gods. Fury Shazam, of the gods. Fury of the gods. Well, the problem um, is like they're spacing these out so far. Like Billy Batson's going to be an adult, <laughs> and they're not going to have to change actors to play Shazam anymore. <laughs> Could you imagine exactly? Goes hi everyone. I'm Billy Batson. <laughs> it's going to get that way. I mean, you can't do a Shazam three with the same kid as the as Billy Batson. It's not going to well, work anymore. Well, and did any of Black Adam ruin Shazam for you, considering the fact that, you know, when we did our review, you weren't on this podcast, but uh, when we did the review of Black Adam, my biggest gripe was, is that uh, Dwayne Johnson, um, and I'm calling him Dwayne Johnson, not The Rock, because nicknames are supposed to be signs of affection, <laughs> and so far, <laughs> he's, he's Dwayne Johnson. I, that, that's an old sports joke. Uh, do you remember the linebacker for the Cincinnati Bengals, Adam Pacman Jones? Oh yeah, he was cornerback. Cornerback. Yeah, I used to call him. Yeah. I used to call him uh, uh, Adam Jones. He he doesn't get Pacman because he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a rule. Dicks don't get nicknames. Your nickname right, you is don't Dick. Get nicknames. You don't you you don't get nicknames. Um. And, uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Dwayne Johnson uh, didn't want to be in uh, Shazam two. Uh, he wanted to be in his own standalone movie, and he didn't want any credible threats uh, in that movie. Yeah. So that's why you saw Hawkman and Doctor Fate get, and Hawkman Cyclone. got his ass kicked like four times in that movie. I mean, it was just dumb. Uh, it's just it's stupid, so awful stupid. Movie. And then the post-credit scene, Superman comes in, and they're like, "Where have you been?" Yeah, like if uh, what's her face has this guy on speed dial, then why did you ever free Shazam from the the, the thing you had him imprisoned in? When the whole goal of the movie was to imprison Shazam, or uh, Black Adam. Black Adam, yeah. No, then, I, I I know. I, it's, it's it's just weird. And my other big th- criticism of the first Shazam film is, you know, why is DC all in these fictional cities? You know, Gotham City and Central City, and right. 
Metropolis, and, and Shazam Philly. takes place in Philadelphia. Because <laughs> Philadelphia belongs outside of the realm of reality. Like, whatever happened to Fawcett City? Like, I, th- that's not no good? Like, oh, Fawcett City, that, that's too fake. We have to... <laughs> We have to ground it in reality, <laughs> so let's put him in Philadelphia. But and like, so- I mean, maybe that's the good thing about James Gunn coming in and just almost wiping the slate clean. He wouldn't. I don't think he would do a Philadelphia. He would do Fawcett City for Shazam. Well, I guess here's my question: Would you have waited on announcing James Gunn and Peter Safran? Because he, here's my argument. Yeah. These movies are still coming out, and they are tied into the existing DC. EU or whatever yeah. whatever it's called and yet you know this is ending yeah and so could you have created controlled the narrative enough to say don't tell me that what, what's next until yeah, making these them, things start to come out it's making them worthless film it's like when I mean not that New Mutants ever had a shot of being a good film but like they announced that after the sale of Fox to Disney and you're like well New Mutants right, and they we said know the this whole X-Men universe is over and it's done so what's the point of this right yeah so I mean it's sort of the same thing we have Flash is still in the can I guess we'll get released at some point oh we'll get the Flash yeah and that, you know Shazam clusterfuck yeah, it's all a clusterfuck because you're like, okay, these movies are going to be worthless because it seems as though James Gunn came in going, all right, I'm going to try to connect what I can. But the farther it goes along under the James Gunn regime, I guess you want to call it, he seems to be wiping everything clean, which is fine. But it's you have two huge movies coming out that are going to be worthless. Now, the the optics, and we did do a podcast on this, when they canceled Batgirl, yeah. Just the optics of clan, uh, of canceling a movie with a minority lead and a woman and directors, right? Minority directors, right? right. Too. And minority directors, they were the the the, the uh, they were the folks behind Miss Marvel, and which I liked. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the the yeah, me too. The, the issue with the Flash is you know the the actor. It was very funny in twenty twenty two. They were two separate instances in which we talked about Ezra Miller in a positive light. So if you did not read the web and just listen to the hall of justice, you would think Ezra Miller is a fantastic person because the two stories were Mark Guggenheim came on the podcast to talk about how they snuck Ezra Miller into the crisis on infinite earth. Yeah. And how paparazzi was at the Vancouver airport and missed it. Yeah, which is amazing. So that when the crisis on Infinite Earths happens, the Barry Allen meets the other Barry Allen, and it's it's a brilliant piece of. This is great. It's great. That's one. So you hear that story, and everybody talked about how wonderful Ezra Miller was. And then we had Steve Agee, who yeah. plays uh, John Economos in uh, in Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, and he told the story about how. The Justice League made that cameo yeah. at the very end and how wonderful Ezra Miller was. <laughs> so if you if you lived in a bubble and didn't know a hall of a hall of justice bubble. A hall of justice bubble. And that was your only outlet for superhero news, you would think this Ezra Miller is a heck of a person. Yeah, man. Oh my god. Um he has he's uh un you know he's been charged he's been formally charged there's a trial coming yeah um 
breaking and entering, kidnapping, all these different uh, charges. And they didn't cancel that movie. Yeah. There's so much tied up in that movie, so much money in that movie. Okay. But you canceled Batgirl and it was finished. And my argument is you, you had Michael Keaton playing Batman in Batgirl. Yeah. Which would satiate the fans. You would think. And then you don't have to do this Flash movie. And the other thing is, this Flash movie... Now, I understand this Flash movie is supposed to lead to a multiverse, which could be a Flashpoint situation. Yeah, that's what it seems could like. reboot the DC Universe, which gives James Gunn his opportunity to recreate Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and just start it anew. Yes. And possibly having Henry Cavill down the road reprise his role as Superman if because they want that. Yes. Right. Because of multiverse. Just like when Brandon Routh put on the Superman outfit in Crisis, yeah. everybody went gaga. Yeah. Which I still think if HBO Max really wants to really hit it out of the park, do a Kingdom Come era oh, dude. Superman series with Brandon Routh being technically the same character that was in Superman the movie yeah. and Superman 2. Have him be that guy, but with the Cap Kingdom Come storyline. Yeah, and get you the know, people the, that did Watchmen Joker make kill it. Lois Lane. Oh my right. god! Get the people that made Watchmen for HBO make, it, make right. that series. It would be amazing. <laughs> make that series right now. Yeah, I have. I've been on record. You can. You can take anything. Uh, the other thing I, I wanted to say that I felt uh, I screwed up at the end of 2021. Yeah, I spent most of 2021 just not wanting to be called a racist <laughs> and because I said I wouldn't spend $30 on Mulan. This was during COVID. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take, uh, spend $30 on Mulan. Uh, not because I was being cheap. It's because I didn't want to see Mulan. Right. Uh, and to counter that and make me sound like I wasn't a cheap racist. I said that I would have spent seventy as opposed to a giving racist. <laughs> I, I said that I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't. I would spend seventy five dollars to see Wonder Woman two. Yeah. Then I saw Wonder Woman two, and I was like, "Boy, uh, should have seen Mulan." I should have seen Mulan. Could have been worse than Wonder Woman two. I don't know. I, I I guess I'm just saying that that you know you still have all these these movies. Uh, they're still all coming out. Um, yeah. The Flash is set to come out June 23rd, 2023. And I'm excited. I was excited for that film. I wanted to see, I wanted to see Michael Keaton reprise that role as Batman. That guy. And you think having and him Ben Affleck be, is also in it. Right. To see two Batman in a movie. I mean, that's yeah. I, it's got me pumped up to see that movie. I don't. But again, if it's going to be a, a dead end to the franchises like and the, James Gunn is rebooting everything, it's it's kind of pointless. But like you said, hopefully it is a gateway to a multiverse and it just sort of reboots everything and he can sort of have the freedom to pick and choose who he wants to pull in and out of these multiverses to create his new DC EU. But in August, a month or two months later, after the flash comes out, yeah. Blue Beetle comes out. And then in December 25th on Christmas day, 2023. Yeah. Uh, Aquaman and the lost kingdom. Hmm. I mean, how far are those? Do- I mean, how far is Aquaman two done? Is it again? You canceled Batgirl. It- That's all I have to say. Or gonna have Batgirl. some stuff where like he shoots and sort of 
You would hope James Gunn could come in and go, hey, I want to re- let's release Batgirl. Let's do it. Oh, Why I wouldn't think he? he would get, I, I think he would get so much praise. Yeah. It would seem like the move, the We're opening not anti Peter Safran, by the way. We just don't know him as well. No, I mean we. Yeah, you're familiar with James Gunn's work, but yeah, well, he worked on Peacemaker and the Suicide yeah, Squad. Okay, and... so they have an existing relationship. You know the the thing that Marvel did that I think you know they that helped them, you know, going forward is you didn't know what they were planning. Yeah. You know you you didn't when Iron Man came out and then the Incredible Hulk came out. You didn't know there was Avengers. You didn't. I mean, you you felt that after Iron Man 2 introduced Black Widow, you go, okay, I think they're building towards an Avengers film. But you didn't know what the point of Avengers was. And then when you got Avengers, you're like, oh, they're doing Infinity Gauntlet. But don't forget, there was a whole year of Thor, the first Thor, and and Captain America. Like, these things came out of nowhere. Yeah. And you didn't know what to expect. My, My point on DC is, shush. Yeah. Just like... Focus on making good standalone, if I mean, maybe origin or maybe not origin stories of these characters, of a Superman, of a Batman, of a Wonder Woman. Create these great independent films, like solid solo films, and then you unite them in a group film later on. Like that's that was the brilliant thing about Kevin Feige and Marvel is you had a good Iron Man movie. Hulk was whatever, but you had you know who Hulk was. You had Thor, uh, Captain America, and you had all these established characters, and then you bring them together, and then you announce why they're together infinity gauntlet so it, that, it that, I mean, that's just the way to build it that's still the greatest line in she hulk when uh when jennifer walters calls uh bruce banner on the phone and says <laughs> are you okay if i represent abomination oh, and he goes oh that was so long ago i'm an entirely right. different person <laughs> oh. <laughs> but they're great with that they did it in iron man 2 when don Cheadle took over for uh war machine and he's yeah. like hey i'm here now get used to it let's go for let's move on yeah 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 they, I mean, they know how to just, you drop one line, you move forward. Right. You figure it out. Yeah. You, you, you figure it out. I, I just, I just think that like, these are defeatist things. If blue beetle suddenly a hit, I, I don't know. Do you change your whole plan going forward with whatever James Gunn has planned? And now you're, you're, you're blue so, beetle centric so with your DCU. I mean, well, and as far as Aquaman, you know, I, I, I stand by my, my review of the first Aquaman, um, James Wan made a movie that literally looked like it was ripped right from a comic book. Yeah. The only thing that looked out of place was uh, Jason. Aquaman. Yeah. He's the only one who did not look like his comic book character, but James Wan didn't pick Jason Momoa. Yeah. He inherited Jason. Momoa. Jason Momoa should be Lobo. Right. No, I I understand (laughs) that. What what I'm saying. (laughs) No, I know. I'm just saying, if you got to cast people, recast him as Lobo and get a new Aquaman. That's fine. Uh, what I'm saying is you made everything so authentic. Yeah. And the only thing that looked awkward was Aquaman. Yeah. And that's I mean, Ocean Master looked like Ocean Master right. from the comic book. It was crazy. But straight out of the comic book. Straight out of the comic book. That's and you're like, who's he talking to? Oh, that's Aquaman? Okay. That's bonkers. Um, on the TV side, uh, HBO Max is merging with Discovery Plus. Yeah. Uh, the rumor... Uh, I, I, this hasn't been confirmed unless somebody can prove me wrong uh, that they're going to call it Max, which is weird because what? I remember Cinemax. Yeah. Cinemax was a thing. Like, that's what you're calling an app. Doesn't HBO have the name recognition over Max? Yeah, I, I didn't like HBO. 
I didn't like calling it HBO Max. Anything that was going to have Justice League, uh, the animated series, and the Big Bang Theory, to me, didn't fit HBO. Should it, then should it just be something Warner, Warner Brothers? I, that's what I want, the, the Warner Brothers app. Warner Brothers WB, Plus? WB Plus or something <laughs> like that. Like, WB is a brand. Yeah. You know, I, I had no issue. And then you say the best of HBO. Like, when I thought of HBO Max in the beginning, you know, the first thing I looked at was The Sopranos. Yeah. You think of you know, HBO, you think of Six Feet Under, you think of Sopranos, right. Game of Thrones, you don't think of right. Warner. But if you go WB, everyone thinks that's kids' shows. Everyone thinks that's Dawson's Creek or something. What I don't like is that they're taking liberties with certain staples that, I'll, I'll, I'll be blunt, Disney Plus wouldn't do. Yeah, There's not going to be a day where Disney Plus announces that X-Men, the animated series, is off of Disney Plus. They're just not. And no. uh, in January, uh, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, uh, Batman, the Brave and the Bold with uh, Diedrich Bader as, as Batman, they're all off. It doesn't make Max. any sense because it and, costs them nothing to keep it on there. Well, they um, own it, right? It's theirs. Well, They own it. They own it. Um, there's uh, basically what Warner Brothers Discovery has uh, done is they announced plans to license certain shows to third-party fast streaming services. Oh, they're trying to make Fast money. stands for free ad-supported streaming television, which includes Pluto TV and Tubi, uh, which already has some DC content. I know, One thing about Tubi, uh, there's two things I know that are on Tubi. I've, I've been to the Tubi app. Um, Tubi uh, has all the Transformers shows, which I just thought was awesome. Okay. And yeah. uh, they have the con TV show that I did for Wizard World in 2015 called Live at the Con. And all those shows are on. And it's really weird because, you know, the little square <laughs> that, you you know, to show the thing. Yeah. Sometimes it's me from 2015. And I'm just like, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you didn't even know that till you went on there. Nope. When Kevin Conroy died and I was putting together the tribute to Kevin Conroy, the first thing I did was go to HBO Max. Yeah. Like instantly. I'm sure a lot of people did. Right. And I I don't, I, I don't understand. That, that doesn't make any sense why you would pull it. I mean, I guess it does. I mean, it seems this whole new discovery Warner brothers thing is driven by just the bottom line and how much money you can make and trying to generate revenue, which I get because it's a business, you have shareholders and all that stuff, but same time you have to sort of build, uh, a relationship with your audience so they keep coming back to what you want to give them and it's like it seems like you're hurting that i mean i'm not trying to just sit here and rip just to rip but it, it really makes no sense it doesn't make any sense and it, it's 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 weak i mean yeah you know i give a lot of the uh credit to you know the cast of justice league uh, and when we did the the tribute to Kevin Conroy, that was just a few episodes ago, uh, episode three thirteen. Uh, we had um, Susan Eisenberg who plays Wonder Woman and yeah. Phil Lamar who plays Green Lantern, and then we had Lauren Lester who played Robin in Batman the Animated Series, and um, Tara Strong who played Batgirl, and we did that podcast, you know, and it was it was such a thrill to hear the stories of those shows. To me, that's just as part of the legacy. Yeah. And it's a, it's a sure. model of when DC made brilliant content. Yeah. 
And to, to make that less accessible makes no sense. I, I don't understand. It's it's almost as if Dan Snyder has bought Warner Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Dan Snyder is the owner of the uh, Washington Commanders. Yeah, it's almost as if he now is in charge. <laughs> uh, one last thing on DC, and then we'll do Marvel and we'll uh, and uh, Star Wars, and we'll we'll call it a day. Um, the CW's run is kind of over. The Arrowverse is kind yeah. of over, and uh, the Flash has been given one more season. Uh, 13 episodes, which is a lot better than than uh, the 20 or so that they've been doing for all yeah. these years. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, I have two questions about it. Number one, they've they've announced a bunch of guest stars. Um, Javicia Leslie is going to be Batwoman again, and uh, uh, supposedly Stephen Amell is going to be Green Lan- Green Arrow, which I guess is okay. a flashback because he died. <laughs> but, <laughs> Whatever. Are, are they know. doing another crisis where they're going to pull in people from other well, universes? I, I don't know. Again? I, I, I I don't know. Um, but here's my question, and we're looking forward to having Eric Wallace, the showrunner of the Flash, back on the show towards the end of the month. Uh, when, you know when it gets close to their premiere. But here's my 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 point. Um, do you think because this show is starting now and will essentially be ending by June? Yeah. And the Flash movie comes out in June. Do you think they tie those two properties together? I would imagine odds are pretty high that they do, especially since Ezra Miller did did a spot in the Flash show to show that those worlds are connected. I don't see why you would not sort of end your series by giving it sort of like not passing the torch, but going, okay, this is where it carries on to sort of thing. That's how you end it to me would be a good way. I mean, and the story is that the flash movie is some kind of a flash point. Um, And don't forget the flash TV show had a flash point um, moment. Right. Could you tie them all all together? Uh, Last thing uh, on that, then um, my other prediction is that Grant Gustin makes some kind of an appearance in the flash movie. Well, you would think. Oh, that would be so. Good. You would think, and oh, and, and, that would be and so they good. kept they kept kicking the flash down a while. It, it was supposed to come out what in November. It seems like maybe they did some reshoots or did something to tie it into maybe perhaps right. The flash well, you know, and, flash. And maybe the 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 I was going to say off the field uh, incidents with Ezra Miller. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant? <laughs> Does anybody not know what I meant there? <laughs> like, <laughs> No, it's not sports, but that that's exactly that can be used in this <laughs> instance. That's uh, exactly what we meant. I, you know, I, I don't know. I all I can say is uh, I am uh, eagerly anticipating because I think the thing that has burdened the Flash recently is the amounts of episodes, the, the twenty yeah. plus episodes. They've taken a storyline and they stretch it out over uh, twenty episodes, and it's just it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, and repetitive. That show never looked cheap, and yeah. at one point, that show was my favorite thing on television. So uh, I'm going to see it, see it finish, and I want to see it finish strong. I would love it if it bookends the Flash movie. If if you're ending all of this, just yeah. end it, end it cool. Yeah, I, I agree. That's, That'd be a great way to go out. It, end it cool, and, and again, gives James Gunn that flexibility of going forward with this multiverse established, and you can pick and choose who you want to bring in and take out. Yeah. And then uh, Superman and Lois season three comes out. Uh, the one thing on that 
originally it was supposed to tie into the Arrowverse, but then COVID happened and they canceled a bunch of cameos yeah. uh, because of it. And so they, they decided to make a conscious decision to make it exist in a different universe so that uh, this Tyler Hecklin doesn't know the Tyler Hecklin that fought in the crisis. And Interesting. That's, it's a shame, but, uh, you know, that's a choice that they made. And, yeah. um, you know, COVID but... be damned. More with the Hall of Justice in just a moment, but first a message from our friends at Warner Brothers Animation. Based on the popular video game and film franchise, Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms is out on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital. When Zhao Kahn's outworld barbarians terrorize Earthrealm, Lord Raiden is determined to put an end to the carnage once and for all. This leaves one option a final Mortal Kombat tournament for the future of Earthrealm. Win it or lose everything. Raiden's elite fighters, Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, Sonya Blade, and a few new faces kick the action into overdrive as they go head-to-head with Outworld's most bloodthirsty warriors. To celebrate the release of Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms, fans can log on to Mortal Kombat Mobile from August 31st through September 6th to receive a free daily movie pack, including random silver character cards, equipment, 25 souls, and 25,000 coins. New special movie theme packs featuring gold and diamond cards will also be available through September 6th. Available now, Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital. Star Wars is at an all-time high right now. Um, Andor was amazing. I, yeah. I mean, amazing doesn't do it justice. Uh, it really doesn't. And I know or, that that didn't it didn't get the viewership I think they wanted. And I think there were some like diehards that kind of complained about it. But I, if you watch that series, and I granted the first couple episodes, it is a slow start, but it is by episode I don't know four or five. It is seven, eight, nine to me with the prison. Uh, the prison break and Lutheran's oh, yeah. speech in episode 10, I believe. I mean, I mean, incredible. Incre- it's the best written Star Wars stuff ever made. That's great. Dialogue and acting. It's the best. Well, and what I love about this franchise right now is they can have an Andor. Uh, right now, uh, this week, uh, premiered season two of The Bad Batch, which is another point in history. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's pretty soon after revenge of the sith it's it comes out right time. after clone wars ended yeah i mean if you watch the first season of bad batch it picks up right at order 66 so right at the end of revenge right. of the sith yeah right so so by now it's it, it, you know but it's not it's not the time of andor it's no. not the time of the rebellion it, it's just it's its own time and you know we've often said that you know those nine movies and i'll include the nine movies that's uh, that, that's fine the fact is is that there are gaps in the timeline yeah. And that you can just pick and choose places to be and you can make content that's worth seeing. Yeah. And yeah, you're going to like some of it more than others, but I'm interested in Mandalorian season three. I want to see where that goes. I'm interested in Ahsoka. I, I mean, apparently Ahsoka is supposed to be a live action season five of Rebels, basically. That's cool. Which I love that anime. I, I love that animated series. And now you're going to see these characters live action, you know, eight, nine years past whatever Rebels took place. You know, you're in the Mandalorian time timeline. Um, and apparently with Bad Batch Season 2, they're getting into more of the cloning stuff and 
I know this is seems to be a lot of retconning stuff and a lot maybe trying to improve Rise of Skywalker, but they're doing the way they did with Mandalorian season one and two, and I think with Bad Batch season two is they're really trying to justify bringing back Palpatine and Rise of Skywalker through cloning. Like they're doing the long oh. burn of like this was set up in the Clone Wars and it goes all the way through until the huh. the end of the sequel trilogy. It seems like that's what they're doing to try to make that a better film. I saw the, the the first episode of season two of Bad Batch before we recorded this, and um, they reference uh, Count Dooku's palace. They go on a heist. Yeah. Steal stuff from Count Dooku's palace. And I'm just like, cool. Um, but even the know. Tales of the Jedi, those little shorts they put out, oh, the Dooku stuff so is good. The they Dooku so stuff is good. so good. So yeah. good. Yeah, it's it, it, Star Wars is just in a great place. Star Wars is making some great stuff right now. No people complain about some stuff, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's just it's just in a, in a great uh, place. Marvel is not in a bad place, but Marvel's uh, phase they're in a, they're they're in a they're in a flux right now. It feels well, like phase they're... phase four uh, came to a close with Black Panther. Um, I stand, you know, I I stand by my review of Black Panther. Um, I thought the production and the uh, performance were top flight. Uh, I thought they did T'Challa wrong. I, I mean, they 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 basically uh, you know cheated their way out of getting out of having to tell the story of Chadwick Boseman's death. Yeah, um, this is a guy who survived um, Killmonger and Thanos. The snap. And he dies and then... from just a illness, like the like, like an illness. Uh, it, it just makes no sense. And that bothered me. Uh, bothered me. You know, I watched that movie again. I saw that movie again. It's coming to HBO, uh, to Disney Plus, rather. And uh, I want to see it again. Uh, I I think that they were storyboarding uh, certain portions of that movie. And when Chadwick Boseman died, they decided not to change those not to to take away the work that had been done and I, right but to try to shoehorn in the new stuff that they another had to character put in. so yeah. so that scene where um the queen is uh angela bassett is talking to the government you know the yeah. united nations whatever that that version is um that that's totally t'challa yeah like that i i just literally think like you you pigeon pigeonholed and then the scene scene where uh, Shuri is meeting uh, Namor or Namor or whatever Submariner. Um, that's totally T'Challa. Like, yeah, totally. You can say uh, you can see that they had a lot done before he passed, and they were stuck with a half finished film, pre production wise, anyway. Right, and they just said, you know what, we're just going to do it. Yeah, and that I mean, my biggest complaint in that movie was it. It's just missing a lead character. It's got a lot of great supporting right. characters, and it's just right. missing a lead character. Right, and what I would, what I would, and I was very against this when Chadwick Boseman died. I'm on record as saying I was against it, but uh, I should. They should have recast. They should have. If you're going to do that movie, uh, then recast. Shuri was comic relief in the first one. That's what that was her character in the first film. She was a sister, and she was sort of comic relief in the first Black Panther. And for her to pick up the mantle and be Black Panther, I just for that character, the way she had developed prior to that, it just doesn't fit her going forward. There wasn't enough of an arc for her to get to that point, to me anyway. See, and if you wanted to kill him, you know, again, you're Marvel, so I'm not spending their their money, but you're Marvel. Yeah. Um, you know, put him in a fight, put him in the costume. 
I get maybe they thought it was a sign of disrespect you know, to show. Could have put you in him. a costume and nobody would have known the difference, you know. Well, maybe. I, I mean, he's got a thinner waist than me. <laughs> well, I, what I'm saying is, you could you could put yeah. anybody. I, you I, could I, have a fight scene and see the death of Black Panther, but maybe they didn't. Maybe they thought that was disrespectful to show the death. I don't know what the line I, of thinking I, was. See, I, I don't know. I I don't but understand that. I at I, least come up with a better way he died than just an illness. Well, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, so in February, uh, 2023, mm-hmm. uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania. Yes. Which is supposed to tie into Loki somehow. Yeah. And apparently, right. It's supposed to lead into Kang dynasty, I believe. It, it, so phase five is really to set up phase six, phase six. Yes. I mean, I've, I've heard things where there's parts of Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania that lead directly into quantum into the Kang dynasty film Avengers Kang dynasty. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just what I've heard. Um, but I, and I would assume it would also turn into Loki because there's a lot of question marks in that trailer of Ant-Man, the, the lost uh, is that, is that Kang or is that he who remains from Loki? We don't know which true character that is. And which why variant is that the is. same guy? Like, is there yeah. a shortage? Is there a shortage of actors? But I mean, and they've, you know, we had different Spider-Men. There was Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, but then Doctor Strange was the same Doctor Strange. So we don't know why these got some variants are different human beings and other variants are exact know. copies. I don't know. I, I see it, and all it makes me say is, okay, I'll be there. What time do I have to be there? Yeah, that, that's why I am with Marvel now. They've got me dialed in to the point of, like, I'm going to go. I may not like it, but right. I'm going to go. Um, Should we go in timeline order? Or movies and then TV, because that's kind of how we did it for DC. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 yeah. comes out, uh, ironically directed by James Gunn and written uh, by James Gunn. Um, and uh, it's been six years, and, and basically what it is is it, it takes place after Thor, Love, and Thunder. Uh, they had Thor join them for a while. Yeah. Um, you know that's that's all all part they drop of it. him off and now he's uh, gamora is this young gamora who doesn't really know star lord because she, you know from the infinity war and and, and they games. pulled her out of the 2014 timeline and because she right. died in the 2018 timeline i don't know. right and groot yeah. is is uh even bigger i like how they whatever age he was in the holiday special i think is the age he is in this film yeah it I, looks I just, like i think that's cute um <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, it's well, fine that the high evolutionary see, and Adam Warlock. Yeah. Wait, you broke up. Say that. Yeah, Adam again. Warlock looks great. Oh, Adam Warlock looks great. Yeah, it just it looks cool and uh and and we'll see. Um outside of that, uh, something I'm very much uh anticipating is uh Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. A sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. It's got some big uh, shoes to fill though. That well, first, I love it, the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Phil Lord, Chris Miller uh, returned to write it. Uh, the same directors from the first one. Um, my buddy, uh, Michael Lasker, who was on the podcast when the first one came out, uh, he said he'll come back when uh, he does the uh, visual effects. Oh, nice. Um, That's so yeah. cool. Oh, it's got such great animation. <laughs> I love the story about how I found that out. I had already seen Into the Spider-Verse and thought it was amazing. Yeah. And uh, I got the Syracuse alumni magazine and I was on a plane 
and I was flipping through, you know, the, the part where you have to put your phone in airplane mode. <laughs> I, I, I flipped through the alumni magazine and I saw Michael Lasker, Syracuse uh, graduate, whatever year. And he um, he's the visual effects director of Spy into the Spider-Verse. I went, wow, holy moly. So I found him on social media and I just said, uh, dude, we're, we're fellow Cuse people. We, you know, come on the podcast. And he did. And he was great. And he told the whole That's story awesome. about the making of that movie so we're going to have him on again and uh, i'm looking forward hugely looking forward to that me too uh, oscar isaac plays spider-man 2099 yeah uh spider is in it yeah i saw spider um, i see a i'm excited about it to see all the different variations of spider-man yep it's gonna be great um the marvels comes out in 2023 yeah that was supposed to be february and they bumped that one back too they bumped it back a, a whole slew of okay. films but uh, Brie Larson uh, comes back, but so does Kamala Khan, yeah. Iman Vellani, who I thought was great in Ms. Marvel. And the way they ended it, you're leading right into this movie because yep. they switch places at the end yep. of uh, Captain Marvel, or not Captain, uh, Miss Marvel. Yep. So Yeah, I, and I think it ties into WandaVision, and it'll tie into uh, the Ms. Marvel. And I, just... I mean, it's all connected. They have a plan. They know what they're doing. I love it. <laughs> It's, you know, you know, you know what you're getting. Everything has consequences to something else. Um, So that's what's great about it. That's why you're so invested. Secret Invasion releases in spring 2023 on uh, Disney Plus. Uh, That's the story of um, Nick Fury uh, replaced by the Skrulls. Um, Ben Mendelsohn is in that. Uh, No, going into the comic books that when they did that in Secret Invasion, the comic books, all the Skrulls were evil and replacing the heroes uh this one apparently because we've established along in uh captain marvel that the scrolls are good guys most of them are good guys but there are i guess this is going to be a contingency of bad scrolls that are trying to take over apparently i'm guessing is what the storyline is there so there will be good and bad scrolls apparently yeah i'm in for that uh echo comes out uh based on the character that was introduced in hawkeye uh, I wonder if it's been filmed because Jeremy Renner has been in an awful accident. Was he supposed to have a big part in that film? I don't know. In that series? I, I know, know King, I think Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio and Daredevil are supposed to show up in that. Yep. Yeah, hopefully uh, Daredevil gets his uh, normal costume back. <laughs> you don't like the yellow? I didn't like the yellow costume. <laughs> I didn't like the uh, the costume. I didn't like that he had to wear the uh, the costume on his walk of shame. I thought that was, <laughs> take the costume off, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> It felt that it it fit the tone of what they were doing. They were doing a sitcom, and that's it fit the tone of what they were doing. I mean, that's another great thing about Marvel. It's all it's all like Star Wars. You're getting different types of shows. With Marvel, you're getting different types of ways to tell stories. Which is, She Hulk as a comic book was a was a, co- a comedy. Right, it's a comedy. I, no, I have. So I, have... I get why they did that stuff because that's what it is. Well, the only the only other thing that I need to uh, say about that is. You know, I stand by my She-Hulk review, which was there are some amazingly funny parts, but you don't have to be self-deprecating on your own characters. I thought they very much demeaned Wong, made him a buffoon. He's a real character. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Daredevil. I just you didn't need to. You could have done funny. Um, you know, the whole thing about eating d- Doritos with a chopstick. I thought that was funny. Uh, the stuff about. Um, the training, I thought that was funny. I thought, you know, we told you about the line that Bruce Banner has about, you know, you know, changing from Edward Norton to, to, to Ruffalo. I think that's all funny. Yeah. Like there's, there, you can do funny, but you don't have to demean your characters to do it. 
And that's yeah. what that was. No, I, I, I can see that point. I can see that point. Uh, Loki season two. Hopefully this one has a little more action than season one. <laughs> well, we, we, I think we discussed before that was sort of a probably a product of the pandemic. You and, I, probably, you and I talked about Loki. We right? talked. We did the review of Loki. I think it yeah. was because we sorry. It was probably because they had There's minimal, a whole episode where they're sitting on a train. Yeah, talking. <laughs> probably because they had minimal cast and crew and limited people in the air. I mean, <laughs> the pandemic I think had a, a big effect on that series. Yep. Yep. Uh, Ironheart is also this summer, um, and that has to deal with the Iron Man story and War Machine. Um, yeah. Very I think uh, Hammer's coming back for that, I believe. Is, is he an Ironheart or is he in Armor awesome. Wars? He's supposed to come back for one of those. I forget which one. Armor Wars or Ironheart, I'm not sure. And then in winter uh, 2023, Agatha Coven of Chaos. You know, the great Catherine Hahn and, you know, yeah. comes out of WandaVision and I'm in. I'm, you know, I'm looking I'm forward in to that for too. All of it. Uh, just, they haven't I put anything out it. where I'm like, nah, I don't want to see it. That's right. That's right. And the last thing from Marvel, which I'm super excited about, we've had half the cast on the podcast, and uh, um, it was really neat uh, right before COVID. Yeah. <laughs> in January of 2020, I went and I worked the Wizard World New Orleans show. Oh, nice. And I got to go to New Orleans, and I went to uh, Bourbon Street with the cast of the X-Men. Um that we did a panel together and then we, we, we did. So it's Lenore Zahn who played rogue yeah, and um, Cal Dodd uh, who played Wolverine has been on the show oh, good. and uh, Eric Leewald and uh, his That's wife, so Julia, uh, Eric was the showrunner of the original X-Men and uh, Julia was a writer on the, on the show. Uh, they are part of the production team. That's doing the, the new show. So we're going to have them back. It's just, that's amazing. That's I'm be, so looking uh, forward to that show. Fun. That's gonna yeah. So we'll end it on on a high. There's a lot of stuff coming out. We're yeah. still in the golden era of superheroes. There's yeah. there's a lot of great things. Just not all of it makes sense. No, and I'm I'm excited. James Gunn is taking over DC. I'm excited to see what he can do because I've it's been lackluster for a while now, and I'm I'm excited. Maybe there will be a direction and a vision, and I think it desperately needs it. So I'm looking forward to what he can do. I'm hoping he can do it right. The other prediction for 2023, uh, Twitter uh, will still be around. I have changed my attitude on Twitter. Um, the two things that I thought reminded me of how much I love Twitter uh, were the World Cup final. Mm -hmm. Twitter was so much fun. Yeah. Like that was almost as much fun as watching that amazing game was just being with a community yeah. and just strangers th and people you knew and just i think that's what twitter's going to evolve into is we're going to take it less serious and just find our community and hang out with people we want to hang out with sort of what I facebook so. has turned into where you just sort of like i'm just going to unfriend all these people and just hang out with the people i want to hang yeah. out with the uh the thing i loved about um that soccer game was the the nervous people that wondering what was going to happen if the world cup game went into the one o'clock Eastern time uh, hour where all the NFL games that Fox <laughs> paid for millions for <laughs> what was going to happen. The new version of the Heidi game. That's right. That's what I kept saying. I tweeted <laughs> Heidi all the time. Might as well show Heidi. <laughs> that was so much fun. And then uh, the tragic events of earlier this week with uh, DeMar Hamlin, the, yeah. the Buffalo Bills player. Um, Twitter was the place you went for info. Yeah. Um. I did. I people 
I didn't know who to follow that was going to have the information, but people did. And so they were retweeting. You find out who to follow. You found out there was this one guy. I'm sorry. His name escapes me right now, but uh, he was from the Fox affiliate in Cincinnati and he was down in the tunnel and he was providing real time data. It's still the best way to get information the fat current information the fat you just have to be able to weed out the lunatics and the crazy people but that's the thing like you don't go to any place else you don't go to tiktok you don't go to instagram you don't go to facebook like you i went to twitter and i i'm sorry i I, i'm still pro twitter as much of a cesspool as it is i i love just have to have the wherewithal to go this person's a lunatic that's right let me go let me try to verify what's being said that's right it just takes a little more research. That's that's exactly right. I love, I loved it. I, I thought yeah. it was uh, wonderful. But I also love having you on the podcast. So thank well, you again. Thank you for having friend. me. Anytime. Uh, we laughed a bunch, and uh, yeah, it just seems like a big matzo ball. It just, it's a whole thing. I I don't know what to make of all of this, uh, but I stand by what I said in the beginning. I, I just I thought Warner Brothers should just stop telling me. Yeah. Stop revealing stuff. Just um, play, play it coy. Play it under close to the best or however they say it. Right. And just reveal it. Reveal yeah, it reveal when it. it's time to reveal Let us it. enjoy the ride. Don't tell us what's coming. I, I, I hear that. Uh, that is Eddie Pence. Uh, he will be back in 2023 as well. We've got some big plans and some big fun things to do uh, on the podcast. We thank you for all the support and for listening to this show. We're going into our eighth year now, which is about uh so we will continue to do this each and every thursday thanks for listening we'll see you then